0: Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Hello, and welcome to the Weeds Are Wild podcast series as part of Arkansas Row Crops Radio. This is Tom Barber, Extension Weed Scientist with the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Today, I have Dr. Jeremy Ross with me. Jeremy, as you know, is our Extension Soybean Specialist. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, Tom. Good to be here today. All right. Good to have you. Um, I know we've visited a while coming into work this morning and we've both been getting a lot of questions, I guess, about soybean harvest aids. And usually what the first question is, when can I start spraying some of these fields to get the ball rolling and get our combines rolling uh, this year? So let's talk a little bit about timing growth stages, uh, when some of these uh, consultants and or growers can uh, make some desiccation applications and, um, uh, move on quickly towards harvest.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, my phone's been really kind of blowing up and probably in the last week and, you know, it's really, I guess it, it is that time of year to get ready to start harvesting. It just doesn't seem like it, it should be that time with some of the problems we've had, but, uh, you know, with the late plannings that we have in some parts of the state, you know, I, I am starting to get a, a number of questions from consultants and growers and county agents on, you know, what are our recommendations and when can we go? So the the very first thing we need to really be thinking about is, you know, what growth stage can we actually apply a harvest aid and not seeing kind of a yield loss due to that application? And so from, you know, research that uh, we've been that been conducted here at the university and, you know, looking at states uh, to, you know, in other states in the Mid-South, um, Our recommendation is any any time after R6.5 and so the big question is you know exactly when is R6.5 and so under normal growing conditions a soybean plant can reach the the 6.5 growth stage about 10 to 14 days after the R6 growth stage and so you know we really have a really good strong definition for what R6 is and so The definition for R6 is one pod uh, containing a green seed that fills the pod cavity at one of the foremost uppermost nodes uh, on the main stem of a fully developed leaf. And so, you know, once we get to our growth, you know, group or growth stage 6.0, sometime, you know, 10 to 14 days after that is, you know, when we should be able to reach 6.5. Um, if we go out at, uh, at growth stage uh, 6.0, uh, if we open a pod, the, the membranes are still going to be attached to the seed, and so at that point, you know, moisture and nutrients are still going into that seed to continue to fill it out. Once we get to R 6.5, if we pull one of those pods at, at one of the foremost uppermost nodes on the plant, uh, and we were you know, open that pod up, the membrane should separate very easily from, you know, those seed. And once we reach that, that growth stage, then nothing else is going into that, uh, that seed. It's reached its maximum size. And so, you know, from the research that, you know, has been conducted here, uh, we haven't really seen any kind of significant yield loss once we get past to that stage. The key is I'd rather be later than earlier Uh, If you have any hesitation or doubt exactly what growth stage you're at, uh, you know, by all means, I would give it another, you know, five to seven days just to ensure that we're past that that critical growth stage. Because, you know, looking at the data, if we go as early as our uh, 6.0, you know, we're looking at, you know, a a 56% yield reduction by going, you know, 10 days too early. So I always caution people, you know, not to go too early uh, because we can have some significant yield loss and quality issues. If we, if we pull that trigger just a little bit too early.
0: Yeah. And I know, you know, we did some of that work, Jeremy, several years ago and uh, back when Jim Griffin was with Louisiana state university, uh, you know, collaborated some with him uh, and his program on, on harvest aid timing and Dr. Daniel Stevenson as well. And, You know, that hitting that 6.5 stage is kind of tricky, at least when I've gone out and even in our small plots and tried to determine when 6.5 was. It seems like sometimes a couple reps may be there on one side of the test and on the other side we weren't quite there yet. And so I think after all that, because it's so critical that we wait at least until that point and when we get on a large-scale basis to try to determine when 6.5 is, basically the conclusion from a lot of that research that we did back then was let's just wait to R7 and then we know that we're we're safe.
1: (laughs) Absolutely you know and, and we we know when we're at R7 because you know the definition for R7 is one mature colored pod anywhere on the main stem and so at that point you know a majority of the pods on the plant should be able you know the membrane should be able to be separated from a majority of those pods so nothing else is going into filling those pods and so you know I absolutely agree that you know I would rather be on the later side than the early side and once we do get to R7 we shouldn't have any yield reduction uh, due to the application.
0: And so you're saying R6.5 when you look at those top four nodes for that but r7 is just a brown pod anywhere it doesn't have to be in those top four. absolutely
1: yeah yeah so anywhere on the main stem as long as we got a you know mature colored pod
0: we're at r7 all right and so once we get the timing down and and another thing on timing and and products really uh we have uh most of you know about our mp44 publication that's a yearly publication we update uh, and release. It's a fairly large book, but it's our uh, recommended chemicals for weeds and brush control. And again, this is something you can find on our website. Uh, that website's www.uaex.uada.edu in there right Jeremy? I think that's right right. So uh, And a lot of times if you just Google MP44, it'll pop up. But over on page 60 uh, is where our soybean pre-harvest or harvest aid section can be found. Uh, and it lists the products that are currently labeled for harvest aids, and so there's just a handful of them. Uh, paraquat, several formulations of paraquat are, are, uh, are labeled. Uh, glyphosate is labeled at that time. Sodium chlorate, uh, AIM and Sharpen, and so AIM and Sharpen are PPOs. We're mostly familiar with those as well, but uh, Gramoxone or paraquat by far gets the majority of the harvest aid, work or what most people are putting out just because of its uh, effectiveness and, and how quickly it will desiccate uh, the crop. But if you look at under the time of application on page 60 in the MP44, uh, you're not going to hear any of these R6.5 or, or, or read any, I guess, R6.5 or R7 recommendations, basically because those are not on the product labels. And so most of the product labels that are labeled for harvest aids in soybean are gonna talk about when half of the soybean leaves have dropped and the other half have turned yellow or whether, or when 65% of the pods are brown and remaining pods are turning yellow. And so uh, when we have that kind of leaf drop, Jeremy, when we're talking about 60% leaf drop, uh, even 50% leaf drop to some extent, I mean, how far do you think we are from being able to harvest those beans without a harvest aid?
1: Well, you know, under normal conditions, uh, you know, we're probably 14 days, 21 days, depending on you know how much moisture you know are in those pods. But um, you know, we're we're not too far off once we get to, to that growth stage and start losing a, a large amount of our our leaves that are on the plants.
0: Right, and so if we if we do go at at R7, that's probably a little sooner than that, 50% leaf drop, wouldn't you say, or half the soybeans are turn color. Okay. All right. So that means we're going a little earlier than what the products are labeled for. Uh, but through our data, we have found that we can go that early. Like Jeremy was saying early, (laughs) Jeremy was stating earlier, (laughs) he used early a lot right there. Um, and, and be safe, uh, at least from, uh, a yield standpoint. But, uh, if we trigger it at R7, it's gonna take a little longer for some of these harvest days to work. And so uh, one thing we need to talk about is is the harvest intervals after application. And so any of the Paraquat formulations have a 15 day harvest interval. And that just means we're supposed to wait 15 days uh, prior to putting the combine in the field. Now, in a lot of cases, if the beans are further along, it may only take five to seven days for that desiccation to take place. And so we just need to be mindful of our harvest date or our harvest intervals following uh, these harvest aid applications. Now, we get down to something like sodium chlorate or uh, AIM and Sharpen. AIM and Sharpen specifically have a three-day uh, harvest interval, and I believe sodium chlorate uh, does as well. Again, this information is in the, in the MP44. Uh, you can look that up uh just to read the rates and uh of what you need when but uh again Gramoxone or, or paraquat is going to be a little faster acting product but we do need to wait that 15 days prior to put the combine in the field and if we go as early as R7 I think in a lot of cases it may take close to two weeks for them to get get ready. Uh anyway the earlier we go the little lot long, the longer it will take to get all the leaves dropped and uh you know for those stems to dry up. Um, so the next thing we probably need to talk about is is drift. Uh, So just be mindful when making these harvest aid applications that there's a lot of other crops in the field. Uh, Gramoxone or paraquat drift can be detrimental to a lot of crops in the neighboring fields that are not fully mature yet. You know rice, cotton, we use it as a defoliant in cotton but we don't want the leaves falling off until it's time for the leaves to fall off of cotton. And so uh, we just need to be mindful of our surrounding fields and the crops in those fields uh, to determine what harvest day we use and, and how we apply that. And in some cases it might not be safe to apply, but uh, usually this time of year when I get these questions, I think for the most part, growers are just wanting the place to start, right? Jeremy Find some fields to start and, yep. and get the combines rolling.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, with this year, everybody's just ready to, to get this year past them. So yeah, um, I think a lot of them are just anxious to get going and so you know this is a way to try to at least try to get the combines in the field. Um, You know a couple of things you know I wanted just to kind of mention too is you know I I get questions all the time are are harvest aids going to help draw down that moisture in the seed and really the answer is no you know as a direct application. Now as the plants dry down and desiccate you will, you know, start to draw down that moisture but applying, you know, either Gramoxone or some of these others, you know, we're not going to actually just draw the moisture out of that seed because, you know, those pods are pretty tough and you're not going to be able to get a lot of this chemical in through the pod to the seed to help dry it down. Now there are some reports that, you know, sodium chlorate may help a little bit with that, but as a general rule, You know, if you've got green seed out there, you know, applying this harvest aid is not going to draw that moisture out, you know, directly. Um, And then the other thing is, you know, I caution farmers on once you desiccate a a soybean plant, there's nothing good that can happen to that plant until you, you know, get it into the, the truck to haul it off from the farm. And so, just be cautious. Don't don't apply too much of this to too many acres that you can't get across up, uh, you know in, in a timely manner. Um, the worst thing that could happen is you know desiccate a bunch of, of soybeans and then we get a hurricane in here that you know we're not able to get into the fields for you know extended period of time. And any kind of weather event after you put on a desiccant, you know, you can start seeing either. Quality issues. That's probably the main thing, but also we can see some yield loss if we start seeing some of these uh, pods starting to split and uh, having uh, shatter in some of these plants. So just kind of be cautious. Don't don't go out there and, and treat the entire farm. You know, I'd do it in blocks, you know, if you can get across you know, several hundred acres in a week's time, you know, do that and then come back in, you know, a, a week later and, and do some more and just kind of stagger it and not not have everything treated at the same time.
0: Yeah, and I, and I guess, you know, the other thing, we talked a little bit about products and harvest aid, but just uh, rates for those products and mixtures, you know, I think generally uh, when we talk about a, a harvest aid program, again, most of the time it's going to have paraquat that rate of Paraquat, if it's the old two-pound Gramoxone, which I don't know how much of that is still out there, it was a pint uh, rate of that product. Most of our Paraquat formulations are three-pound gallons now, and that's 10.67 ounces uh, in one application. And again, I, you know, I think that if we put some uh, surfactant in there, that's going to give us a bit, some better results. And then also I like mixing some sodium chlorate in there. So Paraquat, three to six pounds of chlorate, or uh, you know we can add an ounce of sharpen or aim to that if we need some extra burn on some weeds uh, that are out there. Uh, just check the surfactants depending on which uh, which product we add uh, with the paraquat. If we're going out and we need to harvest quickly, you know sharpen is probably our best option. Uh, one to two ounces of sharpen, the more the better. Uh, from a desiccant standpoint and then uh, adding the chlorate to that, in my opinion, is a must as well, and then we can get in in three days. So uh, other than that, uh, Jeremy, any other thoughts? No, we just, you know, we talked about a couple of different
1: publications. We talked about, you know, the MP44, and also there's a really good uh, publication on our website um, that describes the soybean growth and development, and so we've talked about a, a couple of different growth stages, and that particular publication uh, has, you know, very good pictures and good descriptions of all the growth stages. And so, again, you know, if you're wanting to look for these publications, uh, just go to www.uaex.uada.edu. And uh, both of these publications should be on the soybean uh, production website uh, on our website, webpage. And so, uh, if you do have any questions, you can give me uh, drop me an email or give me a call, and I'll be more than glad to
0: try to point you in the right direction. All right. Well, that's some good info. Check our website, a lot of good publications on there. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode. And I want to uh, thank Jeremy, special thanks to Jeremy for <laughs> joining us and actually calling me this morning and saying, Hey, Tom, we need to do a podcast. I agree right. 100%. <laughs>
1: I, I appreciate it, Tom, and uh, thank y'all for getting this going. And i i need to really do probably some more of these podcasts. But uh, again, I, I appreciate y'all uh,
0: allowing us to to do this on y'all's uh, podcast. All right, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty special. It takes a special individual to be invited on this. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'm to, to be honest, I'm not sure when the next one was is even going to be. We we're kind of playing these things by ear right now. Uh, just because it's kind of the end of the season and as topics arise, we talk about them. So hope everyone has a great week. Again, want to thank everybody for joining us for this this episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast series on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.uada.edu.